Hello, and welcome to the NPRD podcast with nurse practitioner and registered dietitian Robin Kivit. Eating disorders, body image, medicine, they are all interconnected. But with so many programs, techniques, and advice to choose from, it's easy to be overwhelmed. Robin, with more than 25 years of experience as a nurse practitioner and registered dietitian, offers help and hope for everyone, families, children, and adults. Along with veteran talk show host and good friend, Jordan Rich, Robin invites you to learn much more right here on the NPRD podcast. Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the NPRD. This month, we are so lucky to have Amy Gardner with us, who is a certified eating disorder registered dietitian and yoga teacher. She combines 22 years of clinical experience as a registered dietitian working with eating disorders with her yoga, mindfulness, and sensory integration training with her to help clients move into full recovery. Amy is the owner of Metro West Nutrition, a multidisciplinary group practice with several locations throughout the greater Boston Metro West area, and author of the book, I Move, Helping Your Clients Heal from Compulsive Exercise. She offers groups for individuals struggling with compulsive exercise and trains other clinicians how to use the I Move method in their own work. Amy, thank you so much for your time being on in this very busy holiday season. Robin, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to hear about I Move. Like this is groundbreaking, really. You've been you've been at this for a while. I was so excited to see when you developed it. So please take the floor and tell us, you know, literally pun intended, soup to nuts all about it because we we want to know from a clinician standpoint how we can learn more, what we can do. This is a big deal. Okay, absolutely. Well, you've given me the floor, so I will, I will let you know. I like Take to it. talk. <laughs> um, so it, 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 I really created iMove to help fill a gap that I saw in 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 our work with folks that struggle mm-hmm. with eating disorders. Um, early, early on in my career, probably 2005, 2006, I was working at a group of health clubs in the Boston area, and me and a physical therapist put together a presentation to give at an organization that was um, kind of like a membership organization for people that manage health clubs and fitness professionals. And we presented at a local conference on um, this whole concept of compulsive exercise, although at the time right. it was more commonly called exercise addiction in the literature. Um, yes. I purposely actually did not use that term um, uh, for a variety of reasons, which I won't get into right now, but um more recently, the, the literature seems to re- reflect on compulsive exercise as what we're what we're looking at. So anyway, long story short, we then were asked to do this presentation at um, at the national level, mm-hmm. and you know health clubs were seeing this as a pretty significant issue that they were seeing. You know that was affecting their liability. They were not just seeing it in members, but also in their own you know, staff um, struggling with compulsive exercise, yeah. and they didn't know what to do with it. And how to how to help it how to help the people. So, um, interestingly, you know, it, since then, it's really kind of been something I've 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 worked with clients around. And um, in my book, I share a little bit of my own a lot actually about my own personal history and mm-hmm. recovering from compulsive exercise. And what I what I wanted to do, what I really felt like there was a need for, is to develop a resource for people 
clinicians initially Mm -hmm. to really understand this and understand like what actually does help. How did like we, instead of looking at exercises, this eating disorder behavior, when people are in eating disorder recovery, and then, oh, it's actually really good for you. If you're not in eating disorder recovery, um, Mm -hmm. what if we were to look at it as like, you know, similar to how we look at food, how do we transform the relationship into something that is more adaptive, nourishing, helpful, and becomes a resource in the recovery process instead of this problematic behavior. So that's really where it was born is this kind of like pulling together my mindfulness training and just years and years and years of working with folks with eating disorders, things that have really helped me in my own life, kind of different Mm -hmm. kinds of movement, different kinds of practices, different ways of looking at things and really putting it into this succinct model that I could then um, train other people in or um so part of my work um, involves a lot of supervision and a lot of mentoring other clinicians in the field and I really was struggling how do I actually impart this knowledge how do I help someone learn how to guide someone through like a three-minute meditation or um you know really bringing that body into the space in a different way and then um in speaking to this in the context of movement and exercise so that's really where it started and so I I put together all these thoughts I've had through the years. So I, it, it kind of, it, it blows my mind that I wrote a book in three months. I couldn't have done that without a really amazing coaching program with a bunch, yeah. a bunch of other authors. But I, when I think about it, it's actually not, I didn't put it together in three months, right? This is a, this is like a Since lifetime. 2005, work. I didn't know that. And so right. I mean, it's, been... Like the, it's been percolating. Yeah. Yes. Like the thoughts and yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. And the, in the idea that I always I kept, kept thinking to myself, someone's going to come up with a program to help people that struggle with compulsive exercise. And then it just dawned on me. It was actually my first yoga teacher training that I was like, oh, maybe that's me. Maybe I'm the person. Yeah. <laughs> what was that moment like? It just, it was, well, someone, I don't, you know, do you do yoga at all? I do. Someone that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I personally find, and maybe you do too, that it, it really opens me up creatively, especially mm-hmm. like when I, when I calm my mind down, when I can get into a really calm space, um, either through yoga or meditation, I just find like it really, um, helps me tap into my creativity. So right. as I had that thought, right, I started to just write things down and just like the words were coming. And then I was like, okay, I got to do something with this, which was what led me to then reach out to this, uh, this, this, um, author coaching group, which that's was what people do. This is this, this is how I've learned books are written, yeah, you know, yeah. just as you're describing, just as you're describing this, it's like that kind of light bulb moment. Right. And, mm-hmm. it, and then from there, once I had the concept, it was really helpful to have that coaching to really fine tune, like what, who I was writing it for, um, the people, and how to how to um, put it together in more of a, a streamlined way. So actually, and as I was writing the book, I was like, gosh, this is something I'd love to try out as a group. You know, like I've yeah. never done it. But one of the things I was talking about being really healing in my own experience and what I've seen in other in clients I've worked with is the group aspect, right? Coming together, gathering mm-hmm. as a group and sharing space, creating that safety in, in a group setting. Um, so then I just, you know, I think it was, uh, gosh, it's hard to know time-wise. I think it was about three years ago. Now I piloted the group mm-hmm. and it was highly effective and mm-hmm. it, I was getting a lot of really great feedback. And, you know, of course I went into it thinking, I don't know, we'll see. Like, I know these things have worked individually with clients, you know, when able, able, yeah. able to help guide them through these practices. But yeah, that was actually really, really wonderful to see that it was really impactful. Well, and so timely. If it was Mm -hmm. three years ago, how timely 
when you started it, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I I think that probably was helpful. Well, and I and I will say that what I've noticed in my own our our practice is that there are a lot more people who have found um, being isolated at home through the pandemic led them to more compulsive exercise patterns Absolutely. because there were more opportunities to exercise at home. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it, it, that was, uh, it's interesting as I talked to prospects for the group, it became this way to fill time and a way to um, just kind of avoid some really negative feelings or tackle boredom. So, so yeah, so the group has historically been led in person. So I've, I've now been leading the group for several years and it's mm-hmm. had several, several iterations and I've, you know, adapted it. And, um, I now just recently in October start, actually, I'm sorry, November started a virtual group, the first virtual group. So we're going, we'll okay. actually have our third session tonight. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm really, um, pleasantly surprised that it's, mm-hmm. it's, it seems to be going really well. Like I'm, I'm actually collecting data and I'll be able to give more information on that when we finish up, but mm-hmm. I'm getting positive feedback initially. Wonderful. And, um, one of the things I think that was really helpful was I took, um, an additional yoga teacher training, a, a, a yoga a trauma-informed yoga teacher training oh, that's online. Amazing. I didn't yeah. know I did that. Yeah, no. And, well and what, yeah, no. And what yeah. I found really helpful was as I was creating my, the virtual iMove program, I was able to think about the adaptations that mm-hmm. my facilitator, Sarah Ball, who's amazing, she's um, out of Australia, the adaptations she made for mm-hmm. uh, um, her virtual yoga training, which um, okay. was unbelievable. And just, so it, it really helped in me developing that virtual right. version of the program. Yeah. So, and then fast forward, I'm like, okay, well, I can't, At one point I was like, okay, this is always going to have to be in person. And even if it's not just in person, I'm one person and I can't lead all the (laughs) iMove groups, but we, I want to get this out there and I, I see such a need. So then I, it kind of naturally unfolded into this clinician training or practitioner. Which I love. This is, this is the the piece I really want to hear more about today too. You know, it's so incredible. You're helping people with compulsive exercise in their, within their eating disorders or apart from that, but at the same time, training more clinicians is Mm -hmm. huge. And Mm -hmm. this is, so please let's hear about how folks can access this through you and learn. Yeah. And I do want to mention that this is actually a really good training for recovery coaches too, okay. because it yeah. can give them a very specific role on the team. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing from a lot of clinicians in, in my conversations is that there's just not enough time, right. To address right. maybe whatever's going on medically and the food and the exercise and body image and all the things we have to tackle right in our sessions. So it is a really nice, um, very structured model that someone mm-hmm. could take on, whether it's like any disorder recovery coach, or maybe it's in you know, it is, it is the nutritionist or the dietitian on the team and they meet with the person twice a week and one week's one part of, you know, one session is devoted to, you know, doing some meal support and talking about nutrition. And then the other one is, is more dedicated to the, the relationship with exercise. So those are just some ideas. Yeah. I would think um, so many dietitians could incorporate. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, and I've had nurse practitioners in my training, yep. too, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is great because I've actually heard um, in conversation with some of the nurse practitioners that incorporating exercise into the recovery process, even if it's just, you know, very, very um, light, um, low intensity exercise can really help mm-hmm. manage vitals as, as um, mm-hmm. folks are going through weight restoration and nutrition yes. rehabilitation. So I think it's, it's nice to kind of like, not just say, all right, we're going to do that exercise, but how are we going to do it? Like, what are well, we going to yeah. To be specific, to have yeah. the tools that you're teaching so that they can then be more specific for their patients, exactly. Exactly. right? Because exactly. there's no education on that in NP school. Right. Not that I've been in right. school recently, but, right. um, but um, right. there isn't. And so we'll have, an, we'll have to have an outside conversation about how to reach more NPs because that's, that's a, that would be a great a great place to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's, yeah. And that's, that's the piece that I was picking up too, from so many people like that are interested in the training or that are curious about it is this gap in knowledge. Like I, you know, I'm actually, is is it my role? Is it the doctor's role? Who's supposed to be doing this? And I don't, can I do this? Is this really, you know, in my, in my um, scope of practice? And it absolutely Mm -hmm. is because we're not, not doing personal training. I'm, we're doing a lot of work on the relationship with movement. And yeah, there's some, pieces that may be new in terms of experiential work and guiding mm-hmm. people through experiential work. But um, a lot of the actual movement can be done independently. Like the client can go out, do their movement, but right. they have these, these tools you're giving them to guide them. And then they mm-hmm. you process it and you, you talk about it. And there's a lot of, um, a lot of uh, guidance around that in the book and in the, in the, in the training. So I'll tell you a little more. So there's two options for the training. There's one that's completely self led hundred mm-hmm. percent independent and you, you do it at your own pace. And that right. just walks you through the, the road. It's like a roadmap. So it kind of starts mm-hmm. off where you're exploring the relationship with exercise and it gives you a lot of really detailed questions and things you can do with clients, little mini workbooks along the mm-hmm. way. And then um, there's a whole piece on educating clients on from the nervous system to different kinds of coping patterns to what, you know, why some people do struggle with compulsive exercise to kind of help them understand like, okay, well, what, you know, what, what role does this, this serve for me? Right. There's a lot of values work. So getting into their values and how movement and exercise connects to those. And mm-hmm. then we get into the experiential or experimenting phase, I should say with movement. So the movement piece actually comes in later, just as with intuitive eating, you know, gentle, gentle nutrition comes in later. We're doing mm-hmm. all this like kind of unpacking and really unearthing what and what's going on with the relationship with exercise and movement and setting that stage to then okay right. now let's bring all these things in with us as we start to start to engage in movement yeah so that's the the self-led so to be able to use this model with clients and just have a much better understanding of what compulsive exercise is and to be able to bring it into your individual work mm-hmm. the other training is much more intensive it's a it's a it's a 12-week program it's um it's a combination of some self-guided training and live calls where we mm-hmm. meet as a group and it you actually get the full curriculum you i have videos of me leading i move groups there's mm. a real real intensive training on how to facilitate a group because there's so much more um, that involved. i appreciate i yeah. really am yeah. i'm so glad to hear that that's yeah. part of the curriculum because yeah you know, we, we don't get taught that. And unless we learn and learn through supervision and hands-on experiential 
work, we're, we're kind of lost. Exactly. Well, one of the things that is really common for folks that struggle with compulsive exercise is a history of trauma. I mean, not mm-hmm. always, but in a lot of cases. Yeah. And even if there hasn't been um, an identified trauma, everyone that I've had in my group has an eating disorder and through mm-hmm. their course of their treatment, I feel like they've experienced some level of trauma just in having an eating That's disorder. Um, so, you know, and the nervous, the nervous system is wired a certain way. So uh, there's such importance placed in the training on how to create this container, how to create this safe space for people to like, be able to do this work. And how are you going to be the anchor for them and, Mm -hmm. um, and hold them and feel confident in that. So that's a lot of what we're working on in the, in the, um, in the 12 week training where it's just kind of like group facilities but then you also get this very specific curriculum. This is the structure of the group. This is how you screen. These are people that would be a good fit. These are people that probably wouldn't be a good fit. So great that all of that is a part. I always say to my patients around psychopharmacology, whether we're just starting a medicine or tapering up or over to a different medicine, you know, you have one nervous system. Let's be gentle with it. So like, let's try to be just mm-hmm. quite gentle with this, this very big part of you. Um, so mm-hmm. you have a couple of different websites. Tell us the name of the website where folks can find you Absolutely. to access Absolutely. this. Yeah. So for the, any of the iMove information, the book, the training, there's actually like a complimentary um ebook that people can um I saw that download that's all these questions just to explore with clients Mm -hmm. uh that's imovemethod.com great okay and you've trademarked this and I just I'm this is awesome yeah Um, I know it's well thank you I appreciate it and then you know the other one is 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 the my my private practice which is nutrition.com yeah right but let's talk about that too because you have a huge practice of eating disorder dietitians yeah. and therapists and yeah. it's it's incredible um Thank and you, you do you yeah. do you know it's it's really admirable to see how many folks you're employing really like mm-hmm. you're a you're a you're not a small business owner no, you're we you're are an established business yes, our legs under but, us. but yeah. not but not like a small practice. Like, tell us how right. many so we clinicians have right now. We have nineteen clinicians. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely like um, a very well-oiled machine at this point. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we're always looking at our systems and improving things. But there's a. I mean, we wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to do this. We wouldn't be able to do this without the amazing administrative support we have. Right. So there's a whole like. I mean, we now have we have three ad- administrators right now, but we'll be adding another one. So there's actually like, we just. I just um, promoted someone to operations manager, nice. so she will be managing yeah. the whole front office. So our mm-hmm. admin team, our client care coordinator, and then we have. I have someone in the place of um, clinical manager, who's the point person for all of our clinicians. Mm-hmm. So I've really learned that in order to be able to effectively manage this practice, that there needs to be people I delegate to, and that oh, of course owning a part of that practice. Yeah. The practice, right? Um, so yeah, it's grown over. I mean, we're we're coming into our twelve, almost up on twelve years in mm-hmm. February. So it's been, uh, you know, it's been a work, a work of love and and a big passion of mine. But I've definitely, 
um, learned through the years. And for the most part, it's been like organic growth. Um, and you know, there were times there when I think we were rapidly growing and maybe growing a little too fast. And I was like the learning, <laughs> learning things as we went and, um, you That's know, and not always though. in the most beautiful, graceful yeah. way, <laughs> let's be but, honest. But we learn by doing, right. Yes, right and right, right. yeah. And yeah. so you, you are managing several different businesses. So I just want to to say that out loud because being a woman entrepreneur and being a woman entrepreneur and having these amazing ideas and then putting them into practice and holding them mm-hmm. and growing them, it's a big, it's a lot. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank yeah. you. And I do want to say like another thing I was really thinking about mindfully when I put together the training, the clinician training was how do I give someone something that they get immediate return on investment from? Like Correct. they can go out, mark, use my I move materials, market this group and immediately like make back the investment. Okay. So let, so if a clinician yes. such as myself or another clinician were to go through your training, they could lead the group as an I move group. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, they have access to the um the branding and mm-hmm. name and all of that. And over I don't have it now, but my plan is to over time as we get more people credentialed, um to actually have like a section on the website where all of the iMove providers would be listed. So if people want an in-person group in Ohio or mm-hmm. Seattle or Australia. I had someone from um, Australia in one of the trainings and another woman from London, like, you know, that would be great. I mean, I, I love that because I, I, I see do, this for you. This I is do, coming. Yes. <laughs> I do see a value for um, with those in-person groups. Like I think yeah. some people really need it, really, really respond well to it. I also am so glad we can make it accessible, accessible virtually. But part of why I want to help train people is because it's, it's actually, really, really important to be able to have these options for people in person, right? right? It's, right. you know, it's a, it's a much different um, experience. So, um, and I don't know, maybe as I go through and, you know, complete this virtual training, I'll feel differently at the end of it. I, I don't, I think it's really valuable for some folks to do it virtually because it, it, some of the inhibition people might feel around bringing their body into a space with other people, mm-hmm. with, you know, might be a little less um, or might, might, allow them to maybe not shut down as much in, in the group. Um, so lots to think about, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I really, that was a a big piece too. So like I'm bringing some of my business knowledge right into the training where I'm helping people under, this is how you market it. This is how you actually get people to come to it. There's a whole actually bonus business section on like, how do I get people to my group? (laughs) But you have this experience. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so I want to go back to one of the first things you said with, the idea of this coming through initially, you know, working through health clubs, do you have kind of ideas that you may go back to some of that sort of realm, you know, of folks? I, well, I don't know. I love I the to, NP yeah. dietitian. No, I, I have this <laughs> dream. I have a dream that there will be a health club right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. I mean, maybe we, don't, maybe we don't call it a health club, but it is totally in service of like weight inclusivity and yeah. um, just really embracing mm-hmm. what is beautiful about movement, right? What like yeah. the things that we get out of movement that have nothing to do with changing our shape or size. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I, I do feel like, and I think that this could be a nice program for, for, um, uh, for certain facilities that want to create a space for folks that might right. actually either be very um, 
um, scared to come into the, I mean, I, I don't, yeah. I want to be careful with my language here because I know that like, I don't want it to be like a sales thing, right. Necessarily, but it's more like a space for folks that might not feel very welcome Mm -hmm. in a health club setting or an atmosphere. Maybe like you kind of intentionally have a space where like, there's going to be no mirrors here. And this is, you're going to meet with this group and it's going to be a nice, like positive, um, almost like corrective experience with movement. If you've Mm -hmm. had bad experiences in the past, because I know a lot of people I've worked with have had really, really horrible experiences in, 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 in health club settings. Yeah. And so yeah. like it kind of creating a little bit of a different environment for movement with this group and this holding and this community. Um, I think there's a really amazing opportunity to build community. And like, um, so actually it's interesting. So some people that come to the group clients are either currently compulsively exercising or have in the past mm. and through the course of their recovery, just took exercise out of their life. Yeah. And they're now wanting to inter- incorporate it, but not wanting to go back to that old place right. with it. And a lot of them say, well, every time I start exercising, it like triggers all these eating disorder thoughts. Um, so it, I think there's a, a definite place for it. Um, mm-hmm. and again, I'm very reluctant because from the most part, health clubs do operate from that very yeah. like we want to change right. our body and that's how yep. we're getting you in the door kind of right. model. Um, yeah. But interestingly, there's, um, a woman who, um, was in the group and she was, and I'm forgetting the country. I feel bad, but she's within the, another country and they, she was working with a group that really wanted to, um, operate from this, mm-hmm. this mentality of this like weight inclusive, um, body positive orientation and, mm-hmm. and, and adopt some of these principles. So she was working with them on, um, helping them create that. So that's, there's different, I feel like I, I would love to see someone. I, I actually, there've been people in the fitness space that have taken the training for there's a personal trainer who was also I a dietitian and a yoga this. teacher. So I think yeah. training fitness people is huge too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it so is, a, it's a different, perhaps yeah, a little different different. Animal. yeah so we'll have to have you back in mm-hmm. a couple of months and hear all about your growth because the podcast here is not just for clinical pearls like we do want to talk about you know women-owned businesses and entrepreneurs in our field and you mm-hmm. are an outstanding one and you happen to be local yeah. so I'm lucky that I I've gotten to know you and share patients and share patients with a, a lot of clinicians in your practice. And it's been really, really rich work. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, and we are so grateful to have you. It's always wonderful to have a nurse practitioner working with us that knows our work thank and knows you. like the values that, the, you know, the nutrition element of, of the work. Yeah. yeah. So we'll let everybody get back to their busy holiday time and yeah. just Amy really grateful for your time today. And let's just have you say that, you know, your two websites again, so that folks can go right to them if they're listening today. Okay, absolutely. So the first one, anything I move related, you'll want to go to mm-hmm. I You can also find me on social media. I move with Amy Yes. on Instagram and then I move method on Facebook. Yep. Great. And then um, the Metro West Nutrition is MetroWestNutrition.com. Perfect. Thank you, awesome. my dear. Thank have you, a Robin. Have holiday and we will have you on again. Sounds good. Okay. Take care. Thank you for joining us for the NPRD podcast with Robin Kivit. We invite you to subscribe, download, rate and review us and share this valuable podcast with friends and family. Help and hope 
is found here. For more, just go to robinkivit.com. That's R-O-B-Y-N-K-I-E-V-I-T.com. Or check out the N-P-R-D.com. <laughs>